sometimes we don't realize that we need to be bold. We need to um, dare to dream and to know what we want and to go there. And for instance, I have this strange career path where I experienced when I had several um, very different jobs. But I, what I can tell you is that uh, those different jobs uh, enable me to do M&A in a in a proper way, you know, because sometimes you, you need to know that, okay, uh, I need to take the chance, I need to, you know, to go there and then to go there and to, to experience, to have different experience. Hi, my name is Rumbo Vida and welcome to the new episode of Guanchita Numbers. Today, I'm here with Dr. Filipe Barrit. She's an associate partner at KPMG at the Department of Deal Advisory, specially dedicated to the M&A sector. This episode will talk about her history, about KPMG, and about the MA sector. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy it. So let's just start. Can you tell us more about you? So, hi, Joao. It's a pleasure to be here with you and to have the opportunity to speak to these egg students. My name is Sprita Barreto. I have a pre Bologna degree in management from ZEC and with an old master in finance, or world major, as you call it, uh, in finance from ISCTE. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that ISEG was always very special to me. So it runs in the family, my dad and all my uncles graduated from ISEG, so it's kind of the second generation. So thank you so much for, for the opportunity. Uh, I'm currently an associate partner at the Deal Advisory team of KPMG Portugal, okay, mainly dedicated to M&I and also to that advisory, and I will go there uh, in a minute. Um, perhaps it makes sense to talk a little bit about my career path, and uh, <laughs> I'll start by saying that I have a quite unusual uh, career path, and that results directly from a major doubt that I had during college. So, uh, with a management degree, I had this enormous doubt or about starting in a, in a corporation, seeing how companies operate from the inside, or to begin in a big four where I knew that uh, all the diversity and the learning curve were uh, very, very, very fast. So I had that big doubt, but eventually I started with the big four. And another before, not KPMG, because at that time KPMG uh, did not have the, the, we were not able to enter directly to corporate finance, okay, and I wanted corporate finance so much. Um, and so I started with another uh, big four, and then a few years later, uh, I joined uh, Vodafone Portugal, uh, the planning and control departments, uh, in order to know how companies operated from inside. So that, that was something that I, I needed to do. And after some years in a before, I uh, went to, to Waterfront Portugal. Um, but then, you know, I miss that, uh, all the adrenaline and that permanent challenge around advisory. And I decided to move to investment banking, being more dedicated to M&A. Um, I also have an experience uh, as a finance director of one of the major Portuguese groups, but then again, uh, uh, back in 2013, 
I joined uh, KPMG in order to return to advisory. That's what I really like. Thank you so much. What a delighted uh, career. Can you please introduce uh, KPMG for those who do not know what KP KPMG is? Sure. So KPMG is one of the big four. Uh, we have three major functions, audit and assurance, tax services, and advisory. Within advisory, we have management and risk consulting, IT advisory, and deal advisory. That's the department where I belong. Okay. Uh, probably it's interesting if I zoom in a little bit on the advisory. What we do in the advisory. So basically, we have different kinds of services covering MA, debt advisory, infrastructure. We have restructuring, valuation, and transaction services. Okay, so all these uh, services are covered under the advisory team. Other before it's called corporate finance, financial advisory. So you name it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, now, can, can you please tell us uh, what do you do specifically, like a typical day uh, of, of, uh, of you? Right. I can describe what I do, but not what's a typical day. <laughs> Let me say that. I'm, as I, I was explaining to you, I'm particularly dedicated to m and and to that advisory. Uh, in terms of industry specialization, as you know, Portugal, we have the size that we have. So we only have dedicated teams to financial uh, and insurance services. Okay, We have a particular team that only does FIG. And then we have a team covering infrastructure. Then we have a more generic approach on the other sectors. But of course, that depending on your background, your track record in terms of use, you, you gain more experience in one sector. Um, it's particular sectors. So what I do in specifically, basically, I'm most, I spend most of my time involved uh, assisting uh, our clients in buying or selling companies, both in Portugal and abroad, uh, also in fundraising processes within the context of those transactions or outside those transactions. And uh, we worked both with trade buyers, strategic players, private equities, infrastructure funds, pension funds, so different kinds of, of investors. So but I would say that most of my time is dedicated to buying and selling companies. Uh, thank In terms you. of the typical, typical thing, just to comment on that. So there's no such thing as a daily routine. Um, that's the, probably the most interesting thing on, on advisory um, that has a, a very relevant impact in terms of the candidate profile that we are looking for, you know, because we need the flexibility to deal with the permanent challenges that we might, might have during the day. So when we work in, in transactions, uh, we always have to be ready to deal with unexpected events, the impact that, that those events might have on your client strategy, changes in land lines, new information um, that need to be reflected into a financial model and into price strategy. Um, you worked in several transactions at the same time, meaning that during the day, we, I can start by at 9 a.m. Uh, discussing something around the health, uh, but 
ending up my day discussing waste management. And in between, I have meetings on food and beverage or other uh, kind of industries. So uh, that can be quite challenging. But that I was, I was saying before, because uh, I'm mostly dedicated to industry and to, to the corporate sector. Uh, that doesn't happen with the FIG team, for instance, and with the infrastructure that are more focused on a particular industry. Uh, thank you. Uh, it, it's challenging, but I, I think it's rewarding, right? Definitely. And yeah. I'm a great example of that because I always return to advisory. <laughs> uh, actually, M&A is one of my favorite uh, parts of this industry. Um, and it's been great to, to, to hear you about talking about a typical day and uh, a day of the uh, advisory. Uh, can you tell us one particular story uh, that can, you can share with us uh, of a, a, a funny project or funny situation or a funny client, something like that? There are so many stories, <laughs> but I, if I may summarize um, what your, our main role in transactions, being the M&A advisor, I would say that our main role is to make the deal happen. And sometimes or often that goes well beyond the, trade, the, the finance theory, you know? So there are a lot of funny situations and a lot of things that you have to deal and that you have to put into perspective in order to make the, the, deal, the deal happen. And sometimes that involves knowing all the not all the personal life of your client, but sometimes it's important to have their, their to acknowledge their preferences and the current context or where they are, when they are deciding. So all those stuff is, is really important. Um, but I can give you an example of a large deal where we were acting on a buy side for a listed company. And the deal was very complex, very competitive, and we had several work streams that we had all covered on a very tight schedule. And the big decision around price was taken. So apparently everything was, was ready to be submitted and pans down. And then we raised a question and made a suggestion on the price split that no one had thought about and that eventually made all the difference and our client ended up uh, winning the bid uh, for you to have an idea the second contender had a very similar price but they decided to 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 have a, they decided to go with a different price split and our price split was better for the vendor and we, we ended up being very successful and i, I think that's a great example of what m and is it's not all not about it's not only the financial model uh, it's not only information memorandum and so forth you have to think about all these particularities of the, the deal and to always remember that you need to have to reach the pain point of the vendor and of the buyer and to make it happen yes uh, to go beyond the numbers right it's always to, to give when you start, I, I can give you that example because when I started my career, and as I told you, I started in Netherlands before, 
and I started doing valuations and I thought that, well, my whole life would be around valuations and financial models. So I was really keen on that. But then uh, when I started doing other things, I realized that doing M&A, it's, it's, it's different because you, you then combine the numbers under the finance theory with, with strategy, you know. So it's a different combination, although I also like very much valuations and all the other disciplines of corporate finance. Okay, thank you very much. Um, now let's talk about the, the industry of M&A in Portugal. Um, do you think that uh, the, the industry uh, is big enough for the size of Portugal? Do you think it could increase? And um, I would ask you to speak about the perspectives about the future of the M&A industry given uh, COVID and uh, crisis and all of that. Of course. So I don't know if you have this um, understanding on the size of the market, because Portuguese market is very, very active. You know, sometimes I feel that we are a little bit above our weight when you consider that we are in Portugal and the size of Portugal. So we have been having a very, very, very interesting deal flow. I would say that from since 2013, after the financial crisis, we started with all the privatizations and you have this wave of major m deals, particularly on the infrastructure side. And that has been very, it has been very interesting for us uh, in a very interesting moment uh, in terms of m deals. Um, just to give you an example, um, 2020, we had on the Portuguese market, 60 transactions and uh, with an aggregate value of 8.8 billion of euros, uh, very sizable transactions, uh, such as the sale of Ibiza, which was the signing of that, that transaction that occurred during the pandemic in March, uh, or the sale of GGND, uh, for instance. So, um, we at KPMG had several teams involved on, on those deals. Since September, we already closed three deals. So there's a very good dynamic and the deal flow is, is quite, quite interesting. Um, of course, that um, we have an impact uh, due to COVID. And I must say that during the month of March and April and May, the activity and the MA activity slowed down, of course, but then uh, we basically recovered and the second second semester was, was quite quite active. And as we speak, there are very numerous transactions occurring in markets. Uh, our team, and I'm excluding the FIG team, is involved in about 10 to 15 deals, okay, right now. So we are dealing with several deals in parallel. Uh, and the combination of um, industry and infrastructure, okay. And we have not reached that point of distressed m and And that's something that we see that will happen perhaps in the second semester of 2021 due to the end of the moratorium and so forth. Uh, we are seeing several things. And, envisage that we'll have uh, that trend of distressed M&A. And you are 
also witnessing this very, and we are living this very special momentum where due to the existing liquidity, some people like to call it excess of liquidity, uh, but this, the, with the moment that we are having in terms of macroeconomics, it means that you have all the funds looking for opportunities, um, interested in deploying capital in a very uh, quick manner, despite the COVID, of course, that you have certain industries that have been most affected, and in those cases, transactions are still part of the transactions were suspended, but then you have all these other sectors that are attracting the interest of several buyers, uh, and also trade buyers that the ones that were able to basically to navigate the, the crisis are interested in growing uh, to expand their, their operations. So I'm quite opti optimistic in terms of, of the M&A markets. I believe that there are certain aspects that will change due to COVID. Uh, but for instance, we are witnessing that processes are being more quick. That's something that you will say, well, now that due to COVID, investors will be interested in more uh, long due diligence processes to make sure that everything is, is on track and to be prepared for all the events. But that is not happening. What is happening is that deals are becoming faster and faster due to that need to, there's lots of cash to, to be deployed, to be invested. Yeah, of course, with this interest rate so low uh, and the excess liquidity. And now the future may hold some companies to, to, to be bankrupt. And maybe there will there, there's a chance for, for companies and investors uh, to, to, to buy uh, good companies with low prices. And, and that's really good for the, 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 the industry, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then you see uh, phenomena like SPACs, where you say, wow, <laughs> so, um, these are happening. And that will also have an impact on the m &A activity for sure. And it's already having. Yes. Uh, now, uh, can, you, can you tell us what you look for in a candidate uh, for KPMG? So I'll have to borrow your new slogan that I think it's perfect, which is hope and minds. <laughs> so, uh, I knew that, I know that Zach uh, just launched a new campaign and I appreciate these open, open mind slogans, the, mind, uh, the slogan. So uh, what, I, what I can tell you is that our business is advisory. So of course that we need good and solid foundations in terms of our skills. And in the case of your advisory, that will be related with, with finance, of course. But above all, what we are looking is for a candidate or for persons that are committed with innovative um, problem solving solutions. You know, we, are always, we have these problem solving minds and that can collaborate um, and bring new approaches into the team you know, that are able to strive in an environment that requires flexibility. And that's someone that is auto-motivated to learn more and more and more because you need 
sometimes it's not uh, easy for you to understand what is this flexibility requirement. Uh, but as I, I was describing my day, of course, that when you start and join as a new joiner at KPMG, you will not have all these tasks that, of course, a partner will have. But it's important that you are able to do different things and to change your routine um, and be able to uh, always give that extra mile despite starting with one task, for instance, and starting working in your own project and five minutes later someone call you and ask you to, to change and to do different things. And um, I think that flexibility and this uh, enthusiasm in collaborating teamwork and to bring new solutions, it's something that we, we value a lot, even more than the hard skills. You are assumed to have those hard skills already in place. Yeah. Um, one more question. Um, there's a myth, and I know it's a myth because I, I worked at KPMG as a summer intern, and I know Correct. that that, that is, is not true, but there's a myth that um, as you join KPMG, you are like explore to your maximum capacity and you work, 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 work. Um, but as my experience, the, the, the work part is, is really rewarding. Uh, it's really intense, but it's feasible. It's really re re rewarding. Can you, can you speak uh, about that for the new joiners? Of course, I think that's a myth around Big Four. You know, there's something that when you sometimes when you talk about Big Four, you think about hard work. You know? um, but of course, there are uh, days where you have that hard work. And particularly for me, that work in transactions that have their own uh, calendar. And sometimes it's not easy to to deal with those deadlines when you have several projects happening simultaneously, uh, you will have days where you have hard work. But as you were saying, that would be feasible because we, that project ends and then you will have, all things will be balanced afterwards. Uh, that's something that we need to be prepared. And that was, that's how, why we value so much the flexibility you need days where you have to work, but if you have the projects in, in that phase that you need, you don't need to work hard, so you have a normal day um, and you will compensate those moments where you were giving the extra mile that sometimes is needed. Yeah. And I I but I think that it's all... We, that's the challenging of advisory firms and uh, as I was mentioning particularly in the area of transactions but it's manageable and we are not looking for those persons that stay in the office for nowadays we can't stay at the office but <laughs> try to just stay in the office for long hours that's not what we are interested in so we are looking for um, those candidates that are able to give the extra mile when the extra mile is needed, but when it's not, someone that is doing their life and getting their, um, their balance from other areas. Yeah, and I think the hard work pays off in the end, um, and it's, it's really a good thing, and I really enjoyed working at KPMG. It was only uh, one month, 
uh, on the audit uh, part of the company, but I really enjoyed it. And I think AMG is a, a, a really great company uh, to work on. The last question, can you, can you give uh, one or two advices uh, for students that are looking for um, entering the, the, the marketplace and even KPNG? Well, I would say enjoy your college times <laughs> and then join KPMG. <laughs> as simple as that. <laughs> um, I, perhaps uh, I'll just say one thing that it's really important for, for your lifetime. And when we are uh, finalizing our degree or when we are candidates for first uh, employment sometimes we don't realize that we need to be bold we need to um, dare to dream and to know what we want and to go there and for instance I have this strange career path where I experienced what I had several um, very different um, different jobs but I, what I can tell you is that uh, those different jobs always uh, basically those experiences uh, enable me to do M&A in a, in a proper way, you know, because sometimes you, you need to know that, okay, uh, I need to take the chance, I need to, to, to go there and then to go there and to, to experience, to have different experience. Um, sometimes the Portuguese are not, do not have this habit of being bold and to do different things. Yeah, I think everyone has to do like an extra mile uh, to get what they want. Um, and yeah, uh, that's it. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for your time. It's been a pleasure talking with you uh, and I'm sure for our uh, listeners. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Have a great week and goodbye. Thank you, Joao. And I'm totally available to answer your questions or the other candidates from ISEC. So be, please reach me out if you, if you want. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, I have three words for you. We have more. From market summaries and newsletters to more interviews with finance professionals, Lisbon Investment Society is the place where you can invest in yourself. So make sure to check our website at isegliz.com. That's I-S-E-G-L-I-S dot com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day and we'll see you next month.